Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Worth It podcast. My name's Thomas, and I'm joined by Jonathan Mumford. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Why do I always get the full title? Oh, well, because it just rolls off my tongue really nice, so... Jonathan, does it? It does, actually. I, I think there are certain names that do roll off the tongue nice and certain names that just don't work, mm. I guess. Uh, my brother got the best one, Michael Mountford. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a double M. Go That's on, good. Uh, it's a bubble. Yeah, I can't actually think of people who's don't. Oh, n- n- brother, yeah. Devin, Devin Jones. Does Devin Jones run off? Doesn't really, does it? I hate that. No. Um, no. There we go, unfortunately. What's Devon? Is it Welsh? Devon is Welsh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the place Devon with an O, it's Devon with an A, which is Welsh. Yeah. Um uh, and Devon Devon with an O is uh the place down in the south of England. And then there's another version of that. People. Um which is like an American version, which is Devin with a D E V I N. Is that girls? Uh no, that's that is still a lad's name, that one. Um but yeah, that's... Uh, is Devin a girl's name as well? Um, I think it can be, but I mean, I'm sure most uh, most male names can also be female names as well. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, you can have whatever you want. Yeah, and Just also not only color. that. <laughs> yeah, but not, not only that. Like, there are so many, like, variants. Isn't um, isn't Ellen... Is it Ellen Page? Is that her name? Is, doesn't she come out as a... Ellen Page. As a he now? Isn't she a he now? I can't remember. I have no idea. I can't remember the name. You probably just. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it it won't be Ellen Page anymore if it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, it's Elliot. That's it. Yeah, it Elliot is. It is Page. Elliot Page. Yeah. Elliot Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to double check myself. Then I thought it said the wrong person, and just <laughs> isn't this guy? Isn't this girl a guy now? No, no, it's still definitely a girl. No, Ellen is now Elliot Page. Yeah. Um, Elliot Page. Yeah. And well done. He, uh, Good for you. He came out like a couple of a couple of weeks back. Um, uh, do you know what Elliot has been in? Uh, do you, have you ever seen what? the Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Yeah. So Elliot yeah. Page was the what was Ellen Page at the at the time playing um, the girl with those crazy oh, powers. You're talking about the famous one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant someone from school or something. No, like, no. I actually don't no. know anybody who is uh, who's I'm trans no or anything idea. like that. No, mm. no. Um, it's an incredibly difficult decision to make, isn't it? Yeah, I can imagine. Sort of it's like, like a uh, proper. It must be such like a scary world to come out into as well. You know what I mean? People are so yeah. judgy online. Um, I yeah. wouldn't want to do anything like that. Sad that. Oh, it's no. No, no, no. Mm. Uh, Not I only that, it's like comfortable life. Yeah, it's like personal pressure from family too. I, I wouldn't want to know what my. I know for a fact that my parents would support my decision no matter what. But I can imagine yeah. that some parents must be so like thoroughly against yeah. it. There's still you like the horror stories about gay people coming out, don't you? Imagine yeah, being yeah. Trans would be even worse. Yeah, I mean, he was just shown yeah. quite quite nicely in Billy Elliot, wasn't it? When he was like dragged out into the street and beaten, wasn't he? That's kind of yeah. like a. Uh, pretty much what everyone fears god damn um, it, yeah. surely that doesn't happen anymore I mean it must do there must be you know cases and that but well we still live in a world where the generation of others could be considered yeah. as you know devout Christians yeah. and devout in their faith and stuff and you know they faith says that certain yeah. certain things aren't allowed so you know potentially yeah. we still live in a world that that can happen it's it's, it's not faith though uh, I think if you're ignorant like and you use faith as a, a means to reason your ignorance mm-hmm. it doesn't stop you from being ignorant you're yeah. just like an ignorant person do you know what I mean yeah I'm sure like even with regards to God I'm sure God teaches to love and accept all no matter what the circumstance yeah right 
Yeah, if that's not like exactly what Christianity should be about, then you know what I mean. Yeah, what's the point in being a Christian? Yeah, uh, I used to have like a like a I don't know what she was really. She, I think she was like a friend of my mum's that worked for the church. She was like the loveliest person ever, like mm. so like unjudgmental. It was unbelievable, especially mm. at the time of my life as well, because I was an absolute rodent. And like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like do you know, like it was a, as a child. I don't know. But you expect people to talk to you with less respect, don't you? Yeah, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just because you're younger. But she never did. She always spoke to me like... It wasn't like an adult because I was still... She still spoke to me like a child about like mm. school and stuff. But she spoke to me with respect instead. Yeah. She was like quite nice. But, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. unexpected, isn't it? It takes yeah. you aback. Uh, but mm. I don't know if that was because she was like... Because of her religion. Because she was literally... She was either a nun or something like that. She was deep in the church. Mm-hmm. But like... I don't know if that was the religion that worn off on her or her that chose yeah. the religion. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If she was just a nice person. A lot of people who are so point. strong in faith often recall like a calling mm. up to that faith. Um, yeah. So there'd be like a, a like a sign that they've had in their life that has pointed them towards um, towards God or wh- whatever they choose yeah. to practice. So you know that that woman may, may have had like an experience when she was younger that mm. she wanted to rectify, or maybe she just wanted to spread more positivity or something like that but you know those people kind of people are gems aren't they really yeah they are yeah yeah they are yeah golden like mm, absolutely it's it's almost like hypocritical isn't it because i know that i'm not like that yeah do you know what i mean i wonder how i suppose i suppose it's an effort isn't it she makes like a conscious effort yeah to be like nice and not judge people and stuff like that yeah that's right Either yeah. that or it just comes totally naturally to her mm. she's an absolute saint because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I still you know in myself I still get like angry at people for doing stuff you know I'm a <laughs> I'm a very angry driver for example like oh, yeah. you know uh, I, I couldn't imagine myself being overly openly nice to people who are you know rude to me or something Yeah. but you know people like yeah, that as you say yeah. just have that natural ability just to be a sound person as yeah, yeah. I suppose like I suppose, like, the amount of worries that you've got, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if your head is in, like, a bad place, then you take things badly, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. Like, I've found myself going into work in a negative attitude and, like, rubbing off on people and, like, yeah. having a bad night because of it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when I went in there, everyone else was happy. It was me that made it, mm-hmm. you know, that situation negative. Yeah, and it but, affects yeah, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. They so always, like... She's just generally happy. Yeah, potentially. I mean, people always say, don't they, like, um, you know, don't let it, don't let your work day have an effect on your personal life and don't oh, take your work yeah. home with you and stuff like that. But, you know, it's yeah. it's so hard, isn't it? It's Easy so hard not to. Done, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd be a hypocrite not to see other people. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Let's think about it as well. Yeah. It, you know, what what is the first thing that, like, your mum would say to you when you got home from school? How was your day at school? That's what yeah, they would ask. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so therefore, you know, it's it's in, almost instilled in my mind to talk about yeah. what happened that day, and therefore, that's just how naturally work life just invades home life as well. I wonder if that's like. Um, I wonder if you could address that though by doing more with your life. Do you know, like, so you have more to talk about, more experiences. You yeah. Know, when you go to talk to someone, yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah, like if your if your life is like a cycle from like work home and eat back to work again yeah all you're gonna have to talk about is work life do you know what i mean i think that's why me and layla work quite well because we we're two very different people 
Mm, but polar opposite worlds. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so therefore, you know, I come home from work and have a completely different story to tell them when she comes home from work. You know, she she told me the other day, very very cool list. I I, I can't yeah. I couldn't believe it when she told me. She's like, so I got into work this morning and there was um uh there was a lady outside just outside the door and uh, her puppy was giving yeah. birth outside the door. So we gave birth to uh, yeah. half a litter of puppies on the pavement outside. So I'm sorry. <laughs> what? what? <the> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I um I edited something today. That was fun. <laughs> like, totally uninteresting story in comparison. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's br- yeah, that's brilliant. Isn't that amazing? And then, Man. so obviously we live completely different lives in the daytime. Yeah. And uh, we, come, we come and share the stories in the end. It's, uh, uh, it's mad, isn't it? Uh, got, mm. You got lucky. <laughs> there we go. Uh, um, that's a phenomenal life, that, isn't it? Being a vet, working with animals. I Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could do it personally because I, ho- I hate... I get really attached to animals, so I'd hate the whole yeah. idea of letting them Seeing go or them losing or missing out on something. Uh, I'm mm. I'm a very heavy crit- critical friend on myself. You know what I mean. Yeah. So therefore, when I do yeah, anything yeah. wrong, I like proper beat myself up over it. If I was to, you know, see an animal die or something like that in front of me, and there was nothing I could do about it, I think I'd still find a way to beat myself up over it. So I could right. never do that kind of job. That's that's what makes you, that surely that's what makes you a good vet though. Potentially, yeah. Well, I suppose you have to. You have to have the ability to let go at some point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll be right back. I'm changing yeah. careers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's g- genuinely that same reason is what put me off being a uh, police dog handler. Right. In my head, I was set up. You know, when I was like growing up. Yeah. I've always loved dogs, like more than people. I prefer yeah, dogs. Yeah. Like if you if you were to stand in front of me next to a Labrador, the Labrador's gonna live. I know that I mean. because um, <laughs> you know you the more yeah, yeah. you pay Bo more attention than me so. <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty much yeah. yeah yeah but i always thought if someone stabbed my dog i'd kill them do you know what i mean John Wick. like if i was out and doing a being a police officer mm-hmm. and like my dog grabbed someone and he was like stabbing my dog yeah i won't be able to stop myself yeah or like it'd just break me up so much do you, do you know what i mean it'd be like a person down in my arms yeah but yeah that's what put me off people being horrible to my dog i mean have, have you seen them, like but... the um like, have you seen like the uh, the American, you know, the the American Police Federation and stuff? They're so like yeah. the dogs are like are oh, like literally part the of the unit. Like... They're like the family and stuff. So they give like them yeah. full processions when they do and if they do die in in combat and stuff. Yeah, they well, yeah, yeah. it is true. They are completely. They, they, they work like they have a work in life with you. Do you know what I yeah. mean? If you if you do a nine till five every single day with that same dog, you're gonna create the same bond as you would with someone. You know, like a person. That's right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you do have a bond with your dog, don't you? Like, at some point, you become, like, in sync. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you know, when you're walking with him and stuff like that, you yeah. can just point your stuff and, like, you you know, that he's, like, looking at it going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, I was working yeah, a conference so, yeah, put me off. about two years cool. ago now, and I yeah. met the guy who was campaigning for Finn's Law. Uh, you know, the, um, oh, you know, Finn, yeah. the dog that yeah, got stabbed yeah, yeah, yeah. in duty. Um, because they they were campaigning for um, the ability to uh, try um, criminals uh, in like yeah. I, I guess in the same way and give them the same kind of punishment as they would if they were to injure a human. Yeah. Um, uh, because you know the dogs, you know, they work just as hard as humans, and they are part of like a proper unit, as you say. Mm. Um, because this this Finn got stabbed, and the guy got pretty much let off with the lightest sentence you could possibly think of. Yeah. After repeatedly, you know, 
potentially killing her. Stabbing a dog. Yeah, well, a police officer, literally a police officer, wasn't it? If you think about it. Um, the, the only people that would dislike that are criminals. Yeah, I think so, oh, yeah. They, do you yeah. know what I mean? The only people that dislike that are the people that are going to hurt police officers' dogs, which yeah. those people shouldn't really get an opinion. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Indeed. And then another one as well, before I um, before I deleted Twitter and decided to go social media free, <laughs> apart from Instagram yeah. uh, and TikTok. Oh my God, TikTok is great. Um, but before I did, before I deleted Twitter, um, I followed a guy on there who, you know, he, he's a police dog handler himself and uh, he posts loads yeah. of photos of him training with his dog and, you know, he talks about stuff yeah. with, other, with other police in his is community and stuff. He's Lancashire. Is he? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was on... Um, interceptors you know the tv show uh um, yeah 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 uh, so i i follow him on twitter and the amount of dogs that he's like I, when i got i'm gonna say gone through as such yeah but not not because yeah, of injury yeah. or anything it's just because they they move on they move to different handlers or, or he, he just goes and gets another dog to train up again i don't think i could yeah. pass on dogs like that no you know what i mean it's, it's it's a it's a bit of a finance thing that as well like yeah. the police use like if you train up a dog to a certain point yeah. that dog's suddenly very expensive mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah so they, they uh, I, like when I was in cadets we had a fellow come in to do a talk about it and he was like uh, he was it's, he was only a dog handler at the very end of his career right so like like most of his stories were without a dog yeah yeah but he he said like that they're a tool at the end of the day the police treat them like this tool yeah like you know, like, like, like a, a police car or something you know what I mean do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was like, they just use it like this. Yeah. But yeah, he was quite interesting. It's uh, it's like the craziness behind um, race horsing, race horses and stuff. You know, if they break, yeah. they just put them down straight away on the spot. It's, yeah, it's just like, shooting the face again, just treated like objects and stuff. And it shouldn't really be like that, but yeah. unfortunately it is sometimes, isn't it? So yeah. just how yeah, it is. Yeah. You're going down the vegan route there, Tom. I know, yeah. God, campaigning. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, that's one of the things I absolutely hate. You know, I used to work, obviously I used to work in Tesco, didn't I? And um, uh, we used to have vegans. This is this is genuine. We used to have vegans yeah. who used to come into the store and they used to put stickers all over our meat and stuff and ruin the meat they, so we uh, couldn't sell them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every, every, pretty much every week. Every single week. Why? why? Because why do he didn't that? want people to eat meat. So, and I hate that kind of person. It, it, why would you yeah. force your beliefs on somebody else? You know what I mean? We yeah. live in such a, uh, such an environment, it's such society. a world. Yeah. Uh, it's totally not acceptable. Like. Yeah, no. exactly. I, went, I, I mean, it's when yeah. so many people in the world conform to a certain belief and you want to be different. We understand that and you want to change and be better and mm. all that. But some people just... And- need that even if they do hold the moral high ground you you still can't use that do you know mm-hmm. what i mean to like yeah. force your opinion on someone we, I mean, we're ho- like, we're omnivores aren't we you know we're, yeah. we're, we're designed as a, as a as a as a human as a species we are designed to, to eat both, like. both yeah 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 um yeah i mean in a perfect world but it's not a perfect world. Well, let me it? put it this way. There is loads of ways that we can probably cut down on meat consumption, right? There's there's definitely loads of ways we can do that by like maybe saying like, right, I'm only going to eat chicken on like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and then I <laughs> eat more fish on certain days or you know, there's a way in which you can push your diet to, to accommodate for that. But cutting it out entirely, I don't think that's something that I could do, to be honest. No. 
Um, yeah, well, you could. Like, physically, you could. It's if it's if you want to, isn't it? That's right, it's yeah. It's always a willingness. Yeah. But uh, I just, uh, it's just not worth it for me. I remember there's a guy that I met who, what, he's been a vegetarian all his life because his parents are vegetarians, so he was brought up veggie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I once said to him, like, I was like, dude, how, how come you, you've never tried to go vegan? And he laughed at me and he said, yeah. I could not live without cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fair enough. To be fair, that is fair enough. I suppose that's like that's like the uh, uh, like like you never miss what you don't have kind of thing. Yeah. So, seeing as we've grown up with bacon sandwiches and stuff like that. Yeah. I couldn't give them away. So my little sister is lactose intolerant and allergic to milk as well. So therefore, she, she has never had cheese, milk products, anything like that. Um, yeah. and she tried cheese because you, apparently you're meant to sort of like grow out of your lactose intolerance as you get older so you know you can start oh, yeah. introduce more lactose based foods as you get older but yeah. in small amounts so you don't like overdo it basically and you can sort of like start to get either get used to it or grow out of it eventually over time and uh, we gave her some cheese to try um, last year sometime and she honestly nearly threw it up is this going to be an, is, oh, I thought it was going to be an embarrassing story then. no she just nearly <laughs> threw it up she absolutely hated the taste of it did you yeah it's so strange yeah. I know a few people actually don't like cheese. Um, that that's that's mad. That like uh, you know Jack that I work with. My, right. Um, anyway, one of the lads that I work with, he was allergic to nuts, and he didn't know because every really? time he came to like taste them or eat them or something like that, he was like, oh, I don't like the smell of that. Yeah. Or like he, you know, oh, I don't like that. So I, he I like, like looked nuts. at it and thought, I he didn't, didn't like it. Uh, he didn't know until he was about 16 wow. when he tried like a bit of chocolate with nut in it yeah and then it, like yeah yeah and then he yeah, it turns That's out he's severely that. Oh severely like uh, allergic he's really lucky but, then uh, isn't he to be fair blimey neck yeah wow uh, it, it was one that was like uh, I mean you have to you have to accommodate for him but every time like you don't even think about it I just had nuts for lunch or whatever and he comes yeah. to the room and he's like have you just eaten I was like oh for do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to wipe down all the surfaces. Literally, if you had nuts and, you know, like like the dust and that goes mm-hmm. on the table, mm-hmm. if he was to wipe that on his face, he's ballooned. And he's like totally wow. gone. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a paramedic now. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, don't Brilliant. be throwing nuts at paramedics. You might yeah, yeah. Not allowed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, it, it is crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Indeed. What were we going to talk about? Well, we haven't even got into the podcast yet, have we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Twenty you, you minutes have an gone, and I was going to start talking about something, but then I and then we just kind of did that usual thing that we do in everyone. So I need to apologise because we didn't actually upload any podcast last week, did we? Just shocking. That's that, good enough. Let me apologise. Uh, <laughs> what happened, John? That was my technical. Uh, yeah, I was dropped as a child, apparently, and <laughs> now I can't think straight. Yeah, uh, I deleted okay. the uh, audio by accident. It happens. I mean, I uh, I think I, I've done it on set as well before. So I tell you, yeah, when I was in, I went to New York, did some documentary filming, mm, and mm. we went. I basically thought, oh, this is a good idea. This what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot all of my like pickups, my B roll and stuff. I'm going to shoot all of them yeah. on one SD card, and then whenever I go yeah. to do interviews and stuff, I'm going to shoot on a different SD card. So I, I thought this was a brilliant idea at the first. So I took an SD card out of my camera and put it into the main camera that we were using. And then I kept swapping throughout the day. Oh, and then it gets, yeah. comes to the end of the day. And it turns out that um, in order to use, well, I didn't notice at the time, but it's kind of obvious now looking back at it. But in order to use a camera on a new camera, it has to be formatted to that camera for it to work. Otherwise, it doesn't know the file extensions to save to. I've been recording the entire day. And I, and 
the camera that Just not saving any of it none of it absolutely <laughs> none of it but the only thing that i did save so, was the uh, card for the camera and it happened to be the actual stuff that we needed the interview files so i did get away with it because the interview uh, files were on the main camera card but all of the stuff yes. all of the nice shots uh, all of the nice b-roll of new york and stuff for that one whole day of like what like 10 hours any, worth like, of shooting pictures um yeah oh. yeah 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 i took some a couple of phone pics and stuff in fact one of the phone pictures that i took is in a picture frame on my wall in my bedroom um because we went up to the top of the empire state building at sunset <coughs> which is oh, a bit Sorry. a bit upsetting uh yeah yeah Did sure it? yeah yeah we went up to the top of the empire state <laughs> building right on sunset and it was a clear night and the sunset was like unbelievably nice you, did you get any pictures of it well i got some phone pictures oh but obviously, it, it, I did. Yeah, I got loads. I got loads of shots, and it was all on, it was all on that yeah. card that just magically didn't record. And it, what, what is even worse is it didn't even on, it, like before. Yeah, I was gonna say before before I crack through. What was yeah. worse is like the um, the the actual like thing itself didn't say error cannot record or anything like that. Yeah. It just straight up just recorded just and stopped didn't. recording like it would normally be working. And then it just disappeared at the end. Anyways, what I was gonna say. Um what were you talking about before, Come So yeah, you didn't you delete the files by accident, it happens, you know. Mm. And then here we are Tell now. Tell me about the programs. So that's what I want to know about. Basically the Super Bowl was out yesterday, wasn't it? Uh well the Super yeah. Bowl happened yesterday and Tom Brady won another title. Yesterday? Oh my goodness, yeah. So Tom Brady apparently oh, has won it. um more yeah. titles for himself than any team has won. Has he, yeah. Yeah. That is ridiculous, that, isn't it? That's a crazy stat. Anyways, um, congratulations. But, you know, let's say, so the Super Bowl is really good for filmmakers and for creative types because it is like the release points for a lot of TV shows and movies and because it's, yeah, such such a big audience. And like seconds, like literal seconds of advertisements cost like tens of millions of dollars. It is crazy the amount of money that, that people spend on Super Bowl ads. And we used to get all yeah. sorts of stuff. Like I remember like when they first teased the end game, Avengers Endgame um trailer was released on Super Bowl um day in right in the middle of half time. And there's something like like a hundred million people watched it live yeah. at that point. That's heavy time? exposure. One of the big ones yeah. that was advertised was um uh there was a new film Oh yeah, sugar butties. I almost forgot. Then it was um, <laughs> that. Oh, that's my cool. PG version of swearing. By the way, do you like it? Sugar butties. Sugar butties. I've, I've been effing and jeffing all the way through this. Like, yeah, so I know, I'll yeah. leave that to the editor. <laughs> God, it spends ages editing it out. Um, the old editing team of Tom. Yes, thank you. Go on. <laughs> what, what was the big one then? Um, so Disney Plus are releasing a new TV show called uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, there was a t- teaser trailer for that out, and oh. it looks epic. It does look what epic. So I think, like, you know, over the years, Marvel managed to master their whole. Um, you know, we're really good at making films now because we've we've got this like technique that we adhere to, yeah. and now everybody likes that. Yeah. So you know, we're going to keep making films better and better and better. And they've they've mm. sort of like been trying to work on the formula for. TV shows for a very long time. And I think, in my personal opinion, I think that DC managed to crack that quite early on. Um, so DC with managed with like Arrow and with The Flash, um, which were very good TV mm. shows. Um, and they did really well with them. 
And then obviously Marvel have now turned their focus a little bit towards Disney Plus and the whole streaming service. And, you know, they've only got to take advice from like the likes of Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Or oh, the Mandalorian was which, which was brilliant, yeah. And yeah. Um, obviously apply a similar formula to, to, to this. Show. And he did it with WandaVision as well. WandaVision apparently is pretty good. I've not seen it yet. I've, I've heard I'm it's gonna, pretty good. I'm going to oppose that. I didn't enjoy them. Didn't enjoy WandaVision. No. Uh, Even the most up-to-date episodes, because it's meant to like change throughout, throughout, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it gets you know, interesting, but it's not as... It doesn't have, it's not like action-packed or anything like that. Right, which okay. Which you'd expect from Marvel. Yeah, I mean... Uh, which is, you know, and do you know what? That is the problem um, and the result, I'd say, of... Marvel like cornering themselves with uh, with their films. They cornered themselves into this heavy action uh, like genre, didn't they? Um, with all the superhero movies, and you expect a superhero to do stuff, don't you? Yeah, you yeah, know, to be active and has to... like an expectation, then doesn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. it kind of ruins their their like point of view for um, for anything else that they do as such. So therefore, One Division might have been like spoiled by all of the generation before that. The whole Phase Four, I think it was Phase Three. Fate Marvel Phase Three. You put your finger on it, you know. I yeah, think you absolutely have. So because I, that's it, just wasn't what I expected. Yeah, it, wasn't that it was. Yeah, it's, it's it's the cringy American humor. You know, I yeah. kind of think that's what I don't like about it. But yeah. for some people, that is exactly what they want. So yeah, what, Americans. You, you have. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Or yeah. simpletons. It. Um, I, I. I don't get American humor to be honest. Um, no. I think. Humor in general is so hard to get right. It's such a dangerous game trying to play around. Humor is so in itself. Yeah. Like I never, I was never a fan of Friends to be honest, or The Big Bang Theory or anything like that. No. Um, I didn't no. really get the jokes and stuff within it. Um, and I thought it was all too long-winded and a bit boring. But again, that's that's the the whole like whole idea of opinions. And there's so many different opinions on everything for every show ever. Um, yeah. You know, people might. Yeah. I, I know for a fact some of my family absolutely adore Friends, and they go to like Friends festivals and stuff, and they they're literally like almost to an to an obsessive state with the yeah. uh, it, with the show. It's like a, it's like a play on like stereotypes. That's what I feel like it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. like this like constant humor of what you expect them to say. What do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I quite like like actual like intelligent humor. Do yeah. You, who was I listening to the other day? I watched like hours and hours of his stuff. Right. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay. I watched hours and hours of Dave Chappelle, like uh, you know, like stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like the way he mixes like intelligent, like like genuine arguments with mm-hmm. humor is phenomenal. Yeah, it's really clever. Yeah. Like, like, did you ever if, watch um, I Mock the Week, the Chappelle Show? Mock the Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I quite I, like Mock yeah, the Week. Yeah, I love well. that kind of stuff. Uh, Indeed, and like, uh, what's his face as well? Uh, he took his mum around America on the last t- on the last program. Mm. Russell Howard, Russell, oh, Russell Howard, yeah, news. yeah, yeah. Russell yeah, Howard's brilliant. Like, like, just like happy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, anyway, like, like a like about. a satire, like the the ability to take the the mick out of people in in such a way that yeah. you'd think. Um, I guess some people always like will always think it's too far or it's going too far. I mean that's why Frankie Boyle was banned off the BBC, wasn't he? Because he took a, he told a joke about the Queen yeah. basically and kind of offended a lot of people and they got loads of complaints about it. So he got 
sacked from the BBC for for a short while. I don't know. If he, he's probably back by now, but. That's what he did wrong. He messed with the power, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. With the power. It was very funny though. Uh, um, and uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais is brilliant. Yeah. If you do it right and do it cleverly, you can get away with it. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. That's that's what Ricky Gervais has taught us. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, so um, yeah, comedy is so like specific, isn't it? And um, mm. I've been uh, I've been trying to like get into um get into podcasts and stuff more now because yeah. uh, obviously I've got Spotify premium and I've had that for years and years now and I've always just listened to the same yeah. music over and over again and I'm getting to the point where I'm like really bored of like the music that I'm listening to so I thought let's branch out a bit let's you know try and listen to some podcasts and stuff and um uh there was one that I would listen to I remember telling you about this like just, just early last year or late last year sorry um it was called my dad wrote a porno and it was about like <gasps> oh, like yeah. four guys three guys that sit around a table um so it's Alice Levine who is the Radio One DJ? Um, and then two two guys, they all sit around this tape, like this table in his house, and they they read yeah. chapters of the porno and discuss it, um, like a book club. It's very very it is, funny. It is, it is that, isn't it? That, yeah. that guy's dad wrote a porno. Yeah, he literally wrote a porno, like... and it's available on Amazon to buy as well. And he's got multiple yeah. multiple versions of it as well. Now he's got multiple books out. Yeah. Um, and is it I, done well? Like? Oh, it, it's it's awful. The porno is awful <laughs> in every way. It's, it's badly <laughs> written. It's it it seems like it's it doesn't even feel like it's real. It's like did somebody yeah. actually write this seriously? That's what that's what brings like the question that comes to mind. You know, um, it it's crazy. It's crazy how bad it is. And they obviously they know it's bad as well, and they just take the take the rip. They just rip it into shreds yeah. constantly. Um, and it's it's brilliant. So that I've been that's fuming. <laughs> they brought him on they brought him on to uh, the show and they they had uh, people like um, tweeting them and asking questions for the dad and the dad answered the questions brilliant it was can you dad to write a porno Tom? no (laughs) not a chance (laughs) because it'll probably be good (laughs) my dad's a very good writer like a very good writer Uh, speaking of which brilliant that's a lucky mum in the eyes (laughs) yeah yeah like my nan is a published poet um and author yeah um so that's that's my dad's mum and uh, you know i always wonder where the talent came from jonathan that came from very close close Uh, to home you know (laughs) but uh yeah my i wondered how i got so brilliant yeah yeah (laughs) and humble (laughs) um so (laughs) so yeah my nan's a published author and poet and um she she's she was excellent at writing and stuff and Mm -hmm. uh my dad is just as good at writing um so i can imagine that if he was to write a porno it would be absolutely excellent so um but but yeah there we go so yeah podcasts i've been listening to podcasts and stuff and one really good podcast i've been listening to go on what you're gonna gonna isolate that sentence where you just said if my dad wrote a porno it'd be absolutely excellent and now every time you ring me it's gonna say that (laughs) oh thank you i can't wait like a ringtone i can't wait for you to play that out loud in work and stuff <laughs> oh my goodness! Next time I come around for a family barbecue, it's like um, you know, if we ever to if we ever to move into like an office, and you know, when people answer the yeah. phone, they go, um, "Hello, this is Worth It Productions. My name's Thomas. How may I help?" It's just instead of that, it's just if my dad was to ever write a porno, <laughs> it would be excellent. It'd be excellent. How may I help? <laughs> um, Oh uh, no! So, um, what kind of job would you be? <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, one of the podcasts in particular that I've uh, been listening to is not actually anything to do with comedy at all. It's actually um, to do with um, like company building, and um, it's yeah. it's called How I Built This. Um, and who's it by? It's it's by this organization that do like um, they do interviews with high tier like uh, guests yeah. and stuff. Basically, they get like some uh, pretty pretty famous people on, and they talk about some crazy stuff, basically. Um, uh, so, but in this, in this particular podcast series, they talk about like how they, they came from like scratch from a company, from an idea into an actual organization. And, um, I started listening to it and they interview people like the, the founder of Airbnb, the founder of Instagram, the founder of, you know, this really high, high fleet. Like they were, they interviewed the guy from who co-founded Vice. Um, and they, they talked to him about how he started um, and how he got to where he was at. It is so interesting. It's proper, proper yeah. fascinating. Um, I really, really, really enjoy listening to it. Like, And it was interesting because today I was listening to the Airbnb one. And um, mm. they were talking about how basically they, they lived for like six months straight, maxing, just maxing out credit cards, just trying to get keep the business afloat. Because people were... People were re- like when they were trying to get investors to invest into the company, they were working out of Silicon Valley, like most of the companies at that time were. And um, yeah. the, the investors were like sitting down with them and saying, So you want to start a website where a stranger mm-hmm. can post up pictures of their, you know, their house and invite another stranger mm-hmm. to come and stay there for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that's yeah, going to work? Yeah. And they were just like saying, like constantly getting told that over and over and over again. You know, they had no regulation for it. There was no way that people could be trusted as stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they finally cracked it. They finally found a way in which they could actually, um, you, you know, solve that issue, solve that trust issue as such. And they did that via like the review system um, and mm-hmm. and also via um, more professional outlook on pictures. So what they realized was when they went to... So most of their, their, um, their like uh, listers, for example, listing their, their houses for rent were based in New York. So New York City. And they they found out that when they went onto the website to look if they were like a customer and not just the developers of the website, they found that the, the pictures of the place were really bad. They were like taken in the dark at night on a flip phone and you couldn't really tell what was going on and it just looked a bit dodgy and nobody really wants to stay in something that looks dodgy. And you look at the hotel website and they have all these professional pictures of the place looking beautiful and it's top. Yeah. So what they did is they, they took a trip to New York and they met every single person that signed up to their site. There was only 30 at the time, only 30 people. Um, So they met with all 30 of them and they hired a camera and they went around and they just took Mm -hmm. professional photos of the place and it just like skyrocketed their, um, it, yeah. yeah, their their organization. Um, but before that, before even getting to that point, before they had their first investor, they they kind of hit like a a stalemate point where they weren't getting anything new. And it was like at that point where you decide, do I give up or do I like crack on and continue? Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, they decided just to crack on and go for it. And um, it's it's funny because they obviously Airbnb is a uh, like a rentals like site thing, isn't it? So you, you go on there, you you like uh, you pay a set like fee, for example, and then it allows you to you know rent a house for like four days, like, weekend, whatever, yeah, and book it yeah, like yeah, just yeah. like a normal hotel system. So yeah. um, they decided, right, we need to like you know give our guests something when they get there. So like let's make they just had like a 
like a pot shop of an idea. Let's make cereal. And at the time, apparently, when they made this cereal, there was this like, so Obama was trying to run for office. Um, So they thought, right, let's make some like opposition cereal versus, so like the Obama wrotes, let's make them. Yeah. Uh, So they did. They made this cereal. But then they started to sell it as like nothing to do with Airbnb. They just sold it as cereal. Mm. And then there's a particular guy who said, I'll make you these, I'll make you a hundred or sort of 500 boxes of each cereal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, And you can sell them. And whatever you, you don't have to pay me now for the price of me creating them. What you have to do is you have to pay me commission for what you sold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, which is, they, they said it was fine. It's great. It's a great idea. And they did. And they found that what they could do is they could market it as a limited edition because they're only selling 500 of them. So what they did Uh, is they put a number on each box and they sold them for $40 per pack of cereal. $40. And they marketed it. Did people buy them? They sold out overnight and they made $25,000 worth. And they almost like paid off their entire credit card debts for the past six months, basically off that. Yeah. And then they went into it like a, like a thing where they they got turned away by another investor basically because they thought it was a dumb idea because of the whole security issue. Um, but the investor said, um, cause the guy brought a box of that cereal, like number one, it was number one. Um, and he brought it as a gift for him. And he went, wait, you're the guys that sold that cereal, aren't you? And they said, yeah. And they went, well, if you manage to sell that cereal for $40 a pack, I trust you to make this website work. So they invested. Yeah. And that's how they got uh, like properly started. That's how they properly got their kick up the butt as such. Absolutely mad. Who bought $40 yeah. cereal? Limited edition cereal. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? So, you know, it's like these situations that people get themselves into and they're so smart, they're able to like twist it to make it work for them. It's just absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, um, there was another one. Do you ever heard of Cliff Bar? No. So Cliff Bar is like an energy bar that you, um, that you consume when you like going like mountaineering or biking or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. when they, they, they'd made it by this point, they got offered by Quaker. I think it was Quaker. Um, they got offered something like 150, 100, oh, it's, it's $120 million. Yeah. Mm. To buy out the company. So that yeah. means that they, they'd split it 50, 50 between him and his co-founder. His co-founder gets 60 million and he would get 60 million. And that's it. Set up for life, you know, sorted. And he, he was going all the way up until the day in which they were to sign the deal. And he decided, nah, I don't want to do this actually. I don't want to do yeah. it. So what they had to do is they had to find $60 million to pay out the co-founder because the co-founder wanted to sell. Uh, so yeah, they paid yeah, the co-founder 60 mil. And that means they were $60 million in debt. It took them nine years to pay off, but they ended up making more money than, um, yeah, of course. than the 120 it was bought out for by Quaker. Uh, Potentially bought out yeah. for. Quaker wouldn't buy it if they didn't think they couldn't make that money That's back. right. And I think that so would play I mean, on a lot of people's minds. So if you... Yeah. That's a, that's a, probably a good question to pose to you actually. If you if you were to like oh. say, um, oh I um I've got a company now, it, and Facebook want to buy it off off me for mm. I'd say let's say uh, fifty million dollars, right? Mm. So mm. Facebook wants to buy this company fifty million dollars to develop it into something else. Would you accept that? You see, personally, I would because I'm very egocentric. 
right think okay about myself and i think yeah. 50 million i could live the rest of my life in the easiest comfort do you know what i mean i don't want kids yeah so i'm just going to spend 50 million from now until i die mm-hmm. and i'll be happy as larry yeah so yeah but if i think like if you're a family man yeah and like you had kids or you had a big family you know what i mean you've got cousins that need the houses paying off for them and stuff mm-hmm. like that then yeah you probably keep the company and just work at making it's it's a risk though isn't it it's a massive gamble i suppose yeah yeah but everyone that becomes successful is do you know what i mean has gambled at some point has put everything on the edge and fingers crossed yeah hope this like kicks off like the cereal thing if those guys didn't sell that cereal for 40 dollars a pack they'd probably been bankrupted and just shoved this aside yeah i mean they got like a lucky break and they just put everything on it and there would never be an uh, Airbnb. No, and the, yeah, the, well, there'd never be an Airbnb to be. Yeah, there might be something similar. Cereal in the world. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there kind of is like like house shares and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I suppose it's slightly. But you just wouldn't have yeah. a title like Airbnb would, like, or an IP for no, that matter. No, no. Might just be another company with the same idea that make it instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I've heard stories about like like company owners going to like Vegas. I'm sure it was like a. I, th- I think it was like you know a mixed mark like the UFC or something. Yeah. I'm sure that Dana White went to like Vegas with like the last of his money and gambled it and won and like kept to the UFC like going just through gambling. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure it was like that. But I think in like I watched like a little documentary. I'm sure he knows how to count cards or something. You know, right. like something he's not allowed to do because he keeps getting moved out of casinos mm. you know if he goes and spends like 50 mil and mm-hmm. he makes like 150 mil the casino ask him like oh you can't come back here again yeah like, you, you, you're done yeah 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 <laughs> but i think he knows how to like count cars or something because right. if you went to a casino and won every time there won't be casinos so yeah something's right, yeah. going on there isn't it yeah uh, Got to lose money. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole ethos what? of betting companies as well. There, there has to be a loss. Good, they don't gain what? anything. What would you do then? Do you keep the company or sell well, it? Sell online? I think it, it would honestly be the toughest decision I've ever I would have ever had to have yeah. made because there's got to be a reason why they value it at that much money. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, just because they value it that much money doesn't mean that's what you have in the bank at that time either. You know, you could no. you could be in so many different situations. You could be thriving and profiting and seeing, you know, mm. scaled exponential yeah. growth over time, and investors waiting to invest. So therefore, you could yeah. be like set up for life already without needing that buyout. Um, uh, and yeah. and the thing is, like, what I would always want to do is I'd always want to have a company that um, is something that I enjoy doing myself. Um, so if I had the choice yeah. to, I'd, I'd do it for free, but obviously the money is like a, a side thing, isn't it? It's, the money is a nicety. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so therefore I yeah. probably wouldn't sell if I was comfortable. What's well, it? Would you not like sell it and then try again? Maybe that, that's also an option, isn't it? Cause investment. you could sell uh, and then you could set up something in like something else that you want to do, mm-hmm. like another hobby. You know what I mean? You could go, right, uh, let's just try something else now. Let's go and do this instead. Um, go on a nice big long holiday and then start what, again. Yeah, do you think that's what like I suppose that is like what Alan Sugar and those like you know massive fucking lizard people do? Like, they just <laughs> like you, you know what I mean. They monopolize one thing and then they just put the money into the next thing. And yeah, then monopolize yeah, that's that right. Yeah. Into the next thing. Yeah, like like Domino's. Do you know what I mean? How many other pizza places do you know of? Well, it's funny you say this because taking everything. 
Yeah, you know, I was saying before that I, that that podcast I was listening to had a um, had they had an investor who this was yeah. this was for Vice in particular. So yeah. there was a guy who had made a lot of money. Um, I think it was through yeah. stock market trading. He made a lot of money through stock market trading, and then decided to buy loads of different companies um, with the money that he'd made in order to make make investments for his future. Uh, because obviously, when you when you like invest into a company, you take it like a certain percentage of the hold of the company. So whatever profits yeah, that yeah. company makes, you take that percentage as what your percentage? own. So there's a potential yeah. that if you invest in the right company, then you could you know end up taking back like a profit that pays out for what you invested in and more. As such, you know, probably yeah, sets yeah. you up without needing to be set up. It's like the whole idea of if you win the lottery, then mm-hmm. you could potentially get money enough money to pay back like yourself a wage. Well, that's what financial advisors are. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Because like, like create like a CV of companies for you. Yeah, that's you right. Yeah. Want that one? There's something like yeah, a like yeah. an interest like an interest rate of like, zero point one percent can sometimes if you have you put hundred million in that pays you like a hundred oh, quid yeah. like a thousand pound a month. Uh, so all of a sudden you're like, you know, in in the profit for having money. Uh, that's a question I have as well. What what is with that? Why do banks pay people to have their money in their banks? Like, well, someone explain to me how that's right. So, a bank doesn't have. Um, so you know when you go to like, say for example, if you're a millionaire, right? You had five million pounds, right? Yeah. Right, five million pounds, not loads, just money, and you put that yeah. five million pounds into uh, nationwide, right? A nationwide yeah. bank account, and then. It, the very next week you went up to Nationwide and you said to them, I need my five million pounds back right now. Do you know that they can't do that? Yeah, yeah, they say yeah. no. Do you know why? Because yeah. they haven't got five million pounds in that bank at that time. Exactly, because they invest out somewhere else. And they and they, they basically like they all all the banks they rotate money around and they invest into different places and, you know, property and land and stuff and bits to pay off other places and, you know, stuff to pay out. For example, like if you transfer an account and you invite a friend over there to give you 200 pounds, imagine if 10,000 people did that in one day, you know, they have to pay out for stuff like that. And because they've got all this expenditure going in and out all the time, they can't give you that money back right away. They have to wait a couple of days before it can maybe made available. Um, So why do they pay interest? So the interest is there. Yeah, so the banks can use your money. Yes, the banks can use your money. So it encourages more people to join up to the bank accounts system. So that means that they have more money to use. Do you know what I mean? I prefer, if I was a millionaire, I prefer to have a bank that was literally just a bank. Yeah. That was just like a storage place for money. <laughs> like Gringotts. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be more happy to pay them. Say like the fee was £5 a month for my for my money to be entirely safe in that bank. I'd, pro- I'd, I'd probably happily pay that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why they have if all this Swiss and offshore banking stuff, don't they? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I think so that, that has some kind of similar thing yeah. i don't know what it is Off- exactly well, well offshore banking if you if you do it to the right place do you don't have to pay tax on it do you yeah and then uh and then once you go over the border so switzerland for example once you go over the border the laws change and the government can't look at your money mm. which means that they can't see what tax you're not paying yeah do you get what do you get what i mean yeah, so I that's what, what yeah. I, th- I think that's what starbucks and amazon and that do yeah they put it over there so when the government go well how much of how much money do you owe us in tax they go we're gonna tell you that it's nothing do you know what i mean yeah yeah and then 
well, we can't look at the bank, so we can't see how much you owe us. There's a big, there's a big yeah. funny thing about Amazon, wasn't it? Because they had like they owned like a tiny little property in the middle of nowhere mm. in Ireland, didn't they? Mm. And they used that as their company headquarters, so they didn't have to pay any tax for it was years. In, uh, the Isle of Man, I think. It was the Isle of Man, was it? Yeah. Tax, yeah, Isle of Man's a tax safe haven. Yeah. It's like, yeah, absolutely bananas. Can you imagine being that big with an organisation and getting away with that? Filthy, innit? Yeah, imagine, like, because it is a choice, do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? At some point, someone is choosing to make that law and allow it to happen. Yeah. Who who is that? Who is that person? Point them out to me so I can have a a, a stern word with them. Yeah. Because change that law, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. if if it's not working for us because the power is with the people, like then change it. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, it's mad. It seems madness. a bit lopsided, sided, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if if you follow that line and you find out who it is that makes that decision, then you see where the corruption is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because that person is going to have fingers in pies. I'm telling you right now, he's not yeah. going to have made that decision. You know, become a you know probably become a messiah to most people to. For no money, he's getting paid by someone, or he's getting something from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Gotta be to find out who it is. Yeah, that's it. If anyone's listening to this podcast and you're a private investigator or you've got some sort <laughs> of intelligence, follow that line of inquiry for me. Give me a name, and I'll, ask, I'll find out where they live. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll bring him on the podcast and we'll ask him the tough questions. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that's what that's. It, if the next, if the next Labour, or the ne- it doesn't even have to be Labour to be fair. If the next anyone came in, and all they said was, "Yeah, I'm going to make sure that the rich pay pay their taxes," you know, Amazon and stuff like that, I'd vote for them. It, it'd be the only thing that matters at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Everything else is mm-hmm. just like churning over. That's the only thing I think we need to like sort out. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, what I mean, that yeah. if you're talking about sorting out and government schemes and and things that are broken yeah. in the UK, there's a, there's a lot more things than just that, I guess. Like the NHS, for example, you know, and the fact that yeah. you know there shouldn't have been a hundred year old war veteran <laughs> walking around the goddamn garden uh, to raise money for something uh, that the government should have funded a long time ago. So again, just follow the follow the line. Someone is someone is making a decision. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Find out who that person is. And look into them. Yeah, I, I can't understand it. Absolutely, it's like the um, you know, like how like we like subcontract like um, I think medical companies and stuff like that to like American companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Like uh, I was reading this thing about how like like the pe- the person like the prime minister was literally friends with the person that owned this company, or yeah. like relatives or something like that. Like they were close, and like. That was it. Do you remember Theresa May? I do. When she was prime minister for a little yeah. bit. Do you remember her husband? Mm-hmm. Her husband was a billionaire whose main like income was the growth and sale of uh, fucking marijuana. But on our side, he was uh, the production of like chemical. You know, like the equivalent like chemical. Right. Okay. What you know, antidepressants and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it came down, when it came down to it. There was something about like uh, she was stopping people from producing marijuana over here and mm-hmm. selling it to Americans, but she wasn't stopping her husband 
from uh, from doing it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like like th- there was a twist in the laws. Well, it's a whole crazy thing laws. as well about um, the fact that the government were hiring um, pretty much their best mates to um, yeah. to set up the NHS yeah. test and trace app, which never yeah. really worked properly ever. But they paid them and a the, ridiculous yeah, yeah. amount a day to sort it. And and those food baskets as well. Oh God, yeah. They were like yeah. fifty pound food baskets, but they were giving it to their friends so they didn't spend twenty quid on it. Yeah. And keep whatever. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. How, how crazy. at the end of this at the end of this pandemic, someone should I don't know. Has anyone got the nuts to do it though? Do you know what mm, I mean? To stand yeah. up and go, I'm gonna point at all of you, I'm gonna point out all your decisions. I doubt it. Hmm. But it'd be like it'd be like suicide, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. professional suicide that's right yeah yeah agreed be mad. It, right. should, it should though it should we are be. actually coming towards the end of the podcast we just do have one more topic to talk about um we yeah. assume it's when we were actually talking about just before and then we we did this thing that we all the time where we we have conversations Tangents. and we say to each other you know we should have just talked about that in the podcast when we were recording and then and then yeah, you know we go okay we'll save it we'll save it we'll save it and then most of the podcasts we end up missing out stuff and coming back next week we'll talk about this one instead yeah. and uh, but this one actually we were only talking about just before and that was uni courses wasn't it because you were interested yeah. in the fact that i i pay for most of um you know most of my stuff when i was at university was like discounted because of student discount stuff and um obviously like the editing software and stuff like that yeah yeah that's right so all of my adobe package and avid media composer and all that actually came under like a university um student like fee instead so it was much cheaper than i would actually have paid if i was paying it as a Mm -hmm. professional um and obviously i have to pay for the actual full whack thing now and um you know wherever i work it's usually that the the company that i work for will have like a blanket license um that that you like uh sign into as such so for example the company i'm at now they have adobe and they have avid and they have all the stuff that i need to edit um so all i need to do is use their login details on my systems and then i'm in you know yeah. i'm into i'm into do that um so uh, I, I guess the way in which university works they can't pay for like a blanket license to have thirty thousand people like so yeah. <laughs> for, for thirty thousand individual users so what they do is they pay like a, i guess like a lump sum of money to the big companies and they say right let's have a let's have a student discount let's encourage students mm. to get into the app and then you know you can upgrade them at any time so what they did was in the first year uh, of adobe for example I'll use adobe as an example in the first year of having the adobe suite you get all of the programs and all of the apps something like 12 pounds a month which is crazy crazy good but then after a year they then you know upgrade it to 25 pounds a month and then when you can't prove anymore that you're a student they then upgrade it again further on to like something closer to 50 pounds a month so it gets you know gradually more and more expensive as it goes along um but it's a great starter to get you into it Um, and especially because uni students they don't often have a lot of spare money and sometimes you know when you want to develop even in yourself like uh, you have to go like above and beyond um just uni work in order to try and get yourself yeah. the better opportunity when you go out of uni so like for example yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if i didn't have worth it and i did if i didn't create films and carry on editing on like a side hustle then i wouldn't be anywhere near what i've got now i guess mm-hmm. so the, the whole yeah. idea of having access to like a cheaper system or a cheaper set yeah. or the same thing that professionals have put in just like a cheaper variant god it helps so much oh my goodness um yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it is a good idea. It's like the whole like university in general. They they bought the one I was at anyway. They bought some quite nice kit, um, yeah. 
even for like filmmaking and stuff, you could go in, you could hire out that kit uh, for like yeah. three days maximum at a time. And it would all be fully insured and stuff. And once you finished hiring it, you take it back and they check it out to see if you've not damaged it. It was quite annoying yeah. though. Uh, there was quite a lot of students that like would just not take care of the kit at all. I remember um, yeah. they had this DJI, DJI Ronin. Uh, it was like a gimbal. It's like a stabilization rig that you use. And it was really good. They only had one because it's quite expensive. And um, obviously you attach your smaller rig to it and you can do quite a lot of really nice stable shots. And it used to, when when you looked at like your grading system and stuff, if you use a stabilized rig or you use some specialist kit to film your projects, your grades were so much better than they were if you just used handheld or whatever. So... Um, yeah, because so they it was, impor- it was important, like yeah, because they they encourage you to like widen your knowledge base and further learning. So if you use more yeah. advanced kit and you further learn, then you're more likely to get better grades and better results as a as a like as a product of that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they they allowed us to hire out this kit, but there was there were some guys that decided, even though they've been told many many times, don't take anything to the beach because you know sand gets inside stuff. They destroyed the lenses, they destroyed the camera, and they destroyed the Ronin gimbal and stuff. So like the, we took it out. We had it booked ready for a shoot, mm. um, and we took it out. We take out the box and all of the screws. When you went to screw them into the threads, you can hear the crunch of the sand. Crunching. You know what I mean? That oh, horrible man. gritty thing, and nothing would work. And when you turn the thing yeah. on, it would like judder. And then we took it back to the guys. You know, to the guys that I were in the kit room. They thought it was us. They thought we were the problem. Uh, I couldn't believe it, honestly. So, you know, I just yeah. don't like people that don't take care of kit and stuff. And it kind of, it's kind of frustrating yeah. that people at uni, like they take for granted the stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not very adults, the way in which they behave around stuff. It's, it's, it's individual, isn't it? Yeah. Some individuals just have been brought up with no respect for it. Yeah. I, there's, I had friends in school that were the exact same. Just yeah. go around school and just break stuff. Do you know what I mean? For like no reason. I'm sure you were just, like that as well when you were younger. Mm. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a terrible person as a child. <laughs> uh, looking back on it now, probably a little bit social, like a little bit sociopathic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? What the most uh, important thing is, John, that you've grown up now and learnt, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's mad. Like I, I talk to people all the time, and that, and I look back at the person I was in school, and it's not even me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's almost like another person. But if you don't allow people to like develop in that way, it's, do you know what I mean? Like the, the people now, like me and you, when I see people that are in school, I don't assume, I don't think that oh, that's per, that's Meg from school. Mm. I think that's Meg. I wonder what, do you know what I mean? I bet she's totally different. Now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Meg, I don't, don't know why I use your name then. I don't know a single Meg, so yeah, it will be all right. Yeah, oh, you yeah, just have yeah. to point Meg out. That's that is pretty mean. Yeah, yeah, but some people again, individuals like some people just have no respect at all. Yeah, but what what you were saying before about the worth it stuff, universities and school and that they just give you the the you know the tools and the equipment and the knowledge to use it. If you don't use it, that's on you. you that's right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't take that away, and like it's almost like it's almost like developing a passion. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like take take this information away and develop it into your passion and make it useful and then like 
use it. Do you know what I mean? Use mm-hmm. the tools that you've been given. That's how you. That's how you become successful. But yeah. universities can't force you to do that. That's they right. They can yeah. only give you the tools, and then you have to make it into a passion. It's 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 the same as anyone that I know that is successfully doing something is doing that. They've inter- intertwined it. Do you know like like what they know, what they're good at, and their passions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I used to know a lad who took like chemistry. You know, and made it into his passion in that. Like, you remember? Do you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. I genuinely think that was his tipping point. I think he watched Breaking Bad and he went away and he redid his A levels in chemistry because mm-hmm. he just found it fascinating. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. found it like yeah. this magic that it was like he could explain it. And when you st- when you spoke to him to it, it was incredible. It was like he like delved into this world that you got no idea about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was talking about like chemicals and formulas that were like like mind blowing but yeah mm-hmm. yeah dead dead interesting but again if he didn't have the passion he wouldn't he just wouldn't have used it do you know what I mean it just yeah. drift, you know, that information just drifts through you and if you don't cling on to it and use it for something then it'll just drift on by you'll forget I, I mean I think that's point. like what people love and hate about university life isn't it university life mm-hmm. it, it, you, you have you go from I guess from school into college yeah. and then you kind of get less a little bit less tuition in college but you still have like yeah, you have to turn up to school, you have to clock in to school yeah, and you have yeah. to be registered in registration and stuff like that. Then you go Still to uni. looked after, like... Yeah, you go to yeah. uni and that's just, you just... If you turn up, then you turn up. If you don't turn up, then yeah. sod you. It's, yeah. uh, you're paying for me. That's what the yeah. opinion is, isn't it? You should have worked to get there as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? If you're doing a uni course, you probably had to put in a bit of effort to get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, the lecturers will just go, well, if they can't be bothered coming now, then they're not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's right. It's not my effort they've wasted, it's theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, um, I, I think, you know, the biggest, one of the bigger problems with that is the fact that you don't actually have to physically pay there and then for uni. So do you know when you, like, turn up to uni? It's £9,000 yeah. a year, and then it's plus whatever you pay as, like, a as like a grant that you get for uh, your accommodation yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, my, my, yeah. my bill is something like, 70,000 no 50 57,000 pounds or something like that that's how much yeah. I need to pay back until I retire um and you know a lot of people because you don't have to pay that back right now um nobody really cares as such worries about, about it, it or worries about it mm-hmm. so they just pick uni subjects to go oh I'll just do this because I fancy it and they don't really take yeah. it seriously and then they fail and then they end up just going and working at a crappy store yeah. or something which has got Makes nothing to do with their degree yeah exactly and um you know, if people were just to set their mind on something, if everybody yeah. was to set their mind on something, then I guess we wouldn't have that's, the world uh, that we have now, would we? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the... You can't, yeah, you can't expect... Like, that is my problem at the minute, that I have nothing to aim towards. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I don't have the passion to wrap information in. So when I learn something... It just flows straight back out the other side because I've. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At the minute, it's got nothing to do with what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like, like, yeah. How how do you find that passion? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. It's, I mean, that, on that, and that passion is only it only derives from trial and error, doesn't it? It only yeah, derives yeah, from yeah. having a go at something and saying, "Yeah, I actually really like this. I'm going to mm. keep it keep it going." Or you know, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I wish I never started that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've done it a couple of times where I've like started on something and you like got to this because there is always that like like point, isn't there, where you can either carry it on or jib it off. Yes. I've always just got to the point where I've gone, ah, I don't want it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, the, 
I've always looked at people that are doing it in the future and looked at their like circumstances and gone, do I want that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And some, most of the time I've been like, nope, I don't want that at all. Uh, Since I, I resat my year at college, yeah. I think it was like the towards the end of that first year when I when I joined your your school, um, because yeah. obviously we we only started talking to each other when I moved schools, like um, because yeah, I, 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 well I resat the year then I so yeah 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 we both started afresh almost it's quite nice because yeah. we were both the same age and we were both like um, I, I guess like uh, you know restarting something weren't we new friends and all that jazz. Um, stupid Tom. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Stupid. But at that, but at that point, that was when I first really knew what I wanted to do, and then from there, yeah. I like I had a goal set. So I got like a five-year goal and a ten-year goal, and I'm currently like pretty much on target. So yeah. I've just not stopped since then. You know what I mean? I've gotten to that point, as you say, that point where you go right. Do I continue this? Do I go to uni and continue yeah. doing this? And I've decided yes, I'm going, Dived and then from there. Like- and from there, at the end of uni, do I go for this still? Do I continue? And then the answer is still yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because um, uh, I know what I want to do, and I know what I want to be, and I know what where I want to be. So I'm not uh, really, really going to stop lucky. until I get there. Uh, see, uh, you're lucky, and I'm unlucky that I never got to see you beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd, I'd almost like to compare the person that I didn't know to you now. Yeah. That'd, that'd be quite interesting, like. I was uh, like, at the point at which I joined Nest, and I was a total, total mess. Like uh, I could not uh, even like, because obviously I had failed my entire A level set. Um, and then I would like, I was in this like spiraling state where I'd already started spiraling at GCSE level. So I, I, I'd, I'd kind of not done as well as I wanted to do at GCSE. So then all of my plans to be a doctor had gone. Uh, very very it's quick very easy to give up like, yeah uh, and then i went into uh, go oh go do psychology instead because i enjoy psychology and then I, I failed all of that stuff and it wasn't because i was bad at it it was just because yeah. i really struggled at one particular subject and then it kind of had yeah. a massive effect on everything else um i had a really bad teacher for one subject and i, I just couldn't do it and i would really struggled and instead of yeah. like helping me he just said now nah, you're gonna fail he just pretty much just yeah. said to me now nah, you're gonna fail that's it and because I was concentrating so hard on not failing that I failed everything uh, as a result yeah due to pressure yeah that is bad yeah yeah it's yeah see those people the teachers and that should be the people that are like the most passionate about it yes they they should they should be the people that are instilling the passion on the next people so that they do take that information and do use it and it was my media teacher who was the one who gave me that passion for filmmaking stuff and that was, was the that? reason was that our one yeah yeah i'm not gonna name, name names and stuff but name yeah. if they're a good teacher they're, oh go on then miss jolly do you remember miss jolly i do remember miss jolly she yeah. was fantastic amazing uh, amazing amazing teacher she started, and she was the one who started that uh, passion and that started that ball rolling for me uh, so. see that's that's what it is like like the teachers like that who still have the passion are gold dust. It's yeah. the, you see them as the, it's all, I don't know if it's with age or with experience, but it does die out, doesn't it? You see, like some of the uh, some of the other teachers and that just have no passion for it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. They're just there to Been get there, paid done and that. go home. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, it was, oh, who was it? You know, our science teacher for biology. 
Yes. Gosh, what was her name? She had the passion and she she really loved it. She loved the science. She loved the biology. She loved like explaining everything and how intricate, like, you know, all these systems in the body, yes. how they all link in together and stuff like that. And she was what made biology fun. Yeah, so that's right. I yeah. love biology. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, you put like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a name now. Like, I can't think of it at all. I yeah, know it's. It's like on the tip of my tongue. It, you know what I mean? Uh, her husband was a scientist. As That's well, right. Yeah, he? yeah. And he used to wear like a, like purple corduroy pants to school. Yeah, he yeah. He was cool. Yeah. I've seen him in TK Maxx shopping in that mad section. Yeah, <laughs> you know all, all, the, all the clothes are dead wow. expensive and like yeah. dead erotic. Yeah, um, erotic. Erratic, erotic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> erotic and erratic, <laughs> <laughs> both. Yeah. Oh, my god. oh um, my god! I, keep, I see you. Right I, now. Do you know what? I think it's like most most of those uh, teachers at Neston High were mm. brilliant. To be honest, most yeah. of them. Uh, um, which is a really really unique school, isn't it? Um, yeah. And like, yeah, I can't. I could not fault it when I was there. And, and I know I was only there for two years. And I know I was kind of head boy there as well, it's, which kind of just like skews my opinion probably it was brilliant like but it was a really good uh, school uh, i think the teachers like they, they had an understanding of which ca- you know students cared yes you know what i mean and yes. if you showed that you cared then then they'd give you the time of day i mean there was kids in there that obviously didn't care mm-hmm. and those kids just did whatever they wanted to do yeah well uh, so i, I, I was went, one of those prior, prior to that i went to a school where uh, it was like a, a bunch of elitist kids who were guaranteed yeah. to go to red brick schools or Oxford or Cambridge. Um, they were the mm-hmm. highest scoring kids in the Northwest of England. And, you know, they were just, it was just a school of smart kids basically. And I was pretty much yeah. middle, middle average in every class. Yeah. And because I was middle average, you know, they focused on the the top kids cause they wanted them to get to the red brick schools. And then they, they yeah. sort of focused on the bottom kids because they wanted to up their grades to still show that they were a succeeding in school. Least. Yeah. Cause then they could show to, you know new students that oh my god look at us we're really good because we make all of our kids pass and happy the problem is the middle ground kids like myself and a bunch of other kids as well we just we just all dropped grades all of us because we just weren't taught properly at all to our ability or anything because we're either struggling to do the top stuff or it was too easy to do the bottom stuff so we just ended up with average or lower than average grades uh, and he just yeah. left us, just completely left us be. It's a shame, man. Uh, but then at Neston, yeah. it was the complete opposite. They just didn't care what level you were at. You were learning mm-hmm. as a whole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So everyone was Every, an individual. Everyone was, they were all trying to get you to be the best you could possibly be. Yeah. For you, you though, for you though. So like, for example, like it was yeah. always at, at the old school that I was at, it was always right. You do science, you do your own single language, you do this and this and this, yeah. and then you go to this school afterwards. But at Neston, yeah. it was like, you know what? If you don't want to do that, don't do it. You do you want to go yeah. and do an apprenticeship instead? Absolutely fine. Go and do that. You don't want to go to uni after school? No worries. Go and get a job or something. Uh, they just didn't care. As, as long as you wanted to be, if you're going to be happy and you're going to be safe afterwards, they were happy with for uh, you. You know what I mean? Uh, did you get any pressure to go, go to uni? See, yeah, I did a little bit. That's because you yeah, you yeah. could have gone to uni though. I think and stuff. Yeah, because you were good at biology. Like you were really good yeah. at biology, so you could have gone to uni and done something with it. But you know, yeah. I, I can't imagine it was like a forced thing. No, it, once I told them to back off, they backed off. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just 
yeah, just because I had, I, I mean, I got all right grades. I once said I got good grades. Yeah. But I got all right grades. And then they were like, well, what are you going to use them for? And I just had no idea. Yeah. Do you know what I, I, yeah. Like I had no passions or anything like that. So I just said, well, I don't know. And then every time they gave you like this list, you know, of like uni courses. Yeah. And I just remember going through it every single time going, no, 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 no. Until I got to the end and I was like, I don't want to do any of them. Yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Not, none of them interest me at all. So I just picked. Yeah. Picked nothing and ended up doing nothing. Do you know what was weird? I mean, I don't do nothing at work, like, but yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Well, do you know what's really on. strange? Is that I kept being told, no, I kept seeing people being told by lecturers at uni. They mm. would say that, oh, yeah, it's great that you know what to do. And then some people would also say at the same time near and around me, they would say, oh, no, I've just got no idea what I want to do, to be honest. And lecturers yeah. kept saying to them, oh, that is the best place you could possibly be right now. But I don't understand that. I feel I like I feel like being stuck is. I mean, tougher. I suppose it opens you up to, you know, like every option is eventuality. Do yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think it puts you on the better on a better foot. Yeah. I don't think so at all. Because I because I, I was stuck, wasn't I? I was stuck in between in between GCSE A level and new school. I was yeah. completely stuck. Yeah, yeah. And when I knew what I was going to do, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like suddenly yeah. charged to do something. Do you know what I mean? Switch I had a purpose. Flicked, like, yeah. 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 So I, I kind of don't agree with that thought. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's got negatives and positives. Both do. Like if you're, if you're single, like, like you are now, if you're so narrow, like, uh, like tunnel vision towards one yeah. goal. Yeah. You're gonna things are gonna flick past you, slight opportunities and stuff like that. Yeah, that I didn't but want to take. Yeah. If, yeah, but if if your goal is your goal and you're tunnel visioning towards it, then how can that be a bad thing? Exactly. You know I mean, I, I've turned down Especially loads of stuff. I have turned down loads yeah. of stuff to chase a goal. Already. Uh, I mean. Didn't you want to be a, a porn star, didn't you? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It looks like them, Tom. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, what, uh, I wouldn't say that, but I would say one thing that is like an advantage is not having ties. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like being able to take the opportunities that come your way and not having to worry about, like, you know, like worries and stuff like that. What would like, I do if this happened me, or something? Yeah. 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 For me, like I've got to pay rent. I've got to pay for the car. I've got to do food shopping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when, when I see the perfect job, if it's a step down in pay, I probably won't be able to take it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, I suppose. No, but what's so, the yeah. bonus about you is the fact that if you were offered a job in London and it was perfect for you and, I, and it was a pay yeah. rise and you could just go. Could, you know what I mean? You just pack, pack like, up and go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whereas I, I, I would always, like have to go, or oh, I'd have to move and do this, and I'd have to yeah, yeah. say no to this. Take and, the family and that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you are quite tired with your family, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. What would you? Would it stop you though? If no. Someone, if someone, if someone's to say now, because Canada's Canada's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. If someone's to offer you a job in Canada next week, <laughs> would you take it? Um, that's a hard question though. Because, same job as you're doing now because I, I know for a fact that I'd be going on my own yeah would you yeah um, I think I would if it if it was to that I'd have to convince myself that it would be worth it in the long run it would be do you know what I mean where, if, where? let's say it'd right let's put it this it way you. 
So my my dream job, right? Let's say mm. I pitched the feature film that we've been working on for the past three years. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody in, in Hollywood said, perfect. We'll give you $10 million. Let's go and do it. Yeah. Then I would instantly move absolutely yeah. you know what i mean i drop everything and move and you know i've, I've told layla about this i told my parents that i'd do it and everybody is like supportive of that um whereas yeah. in in if if it's like somebody was to say to me right there is a feature film being filmed in hollywood within the next couple of months we want you to come on and be an assistant editor then i would probably say maybe and I probably would consider <laughs> saying no. I'd consider I'd saying no. I'd probably say maybe. <laughs> I, would, I would 80% lean towards no. Because yeah. I couldn't see a future in that. Uh, that's you know because, I, mean? I mean, that's that's fine. That's because at the minute, your like, uh, priorities are different. Do you know what I mean? That's right, yeah. Mr. Thomas is becoming a family man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, I, do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's fine. Being an adult, that's, isn't it? That's what you find important, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah, indeed. Right, John, we have spoken for one hour and 16 minutes. Oh, my goodness, this know, podcast yeah. needs to end. So, you know, we can always continue this on the next episode next yeah. week and uh, have a little discussion yeah, a little yeah. bit longer. So, um, yeah, I really do hope I you enjoyed. Oh, did you? Oh, you had a story? Oh, we got to tell yeah, the story did, next time. Yeah. Literally, it's five minutes. So It's five minutes, it's, yeah. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's the I've told you, haven't I? Go on then. So, when I was in cadets, we went to uh, Capel Keurig in Wales, which is oh, yeah. like uh, an adventure training camp. Yeah. So, it had like a climbing wall in it, but it had like dorms and like this big cafeteria place, like uh, big gates to get into, yeah. like a military base, but it was just used. It was just plonked in the middle of like Welsh valleys and it was just used by people to like train and like, you know, marching up and down hills pretty much. Yeah. Or like going kayaking and that. So when you were there, if you, if say, usually it's not very strict. So like, uh, usually you can get away with wearing civilian clothes all around. Like you don't have to keep your beds tidy or do any uniform inspections or anything like that. But say <laughs> if there's a Marine unit on there or like, uh, an RAF unit, then you do, you do have to keep yourself like tidy, yeah. you know, keep yourself up to the military standard. Yeah. When I went there, I went with, it was another squadron. So it was like two squadrons because we didn't have enough cadets to fill up one. So we all offered spaces out to other squadrons. Mm -hmm. And like, so it was a group of these kids, there's four or five of the nesting ones and then a couple of this other place. Right. And like, so, so we had to be strict. So we had like uh, bunk inspections to make sure we weren't like letting the place go to crap. And then, like, the Marines would come in and they'd be like, oh, what's going, you know what I mean? You know, why are our beds a mess? Yeah. So, do uniform inspections and the Marine sergeant would come in and do them. And it was, like, a little bit of fun, you know, to see what it's like in okay. the life. Yeah. And, like, he, doesn't matter how good uniform is, he's going to throw it around. Yeah, yeah. We'd all done it, like, perfectly. So, he was looking around, trying to find these, like, you know, like, small indiscretions so he could throw our bed around. Yes. And, like, he literally, he'd pick up lint off the floor. It was that small. <laughs> so, he, he goes round and the first thing he does is he goes into the toilet yeah. And like, uh, unbeknownst to us, see that this is why I story so great. It was the quietest kid in the bunk. Yeah. Like he, he didn't say boo to a goose when we were messing around and playing like poker and stuff like that. He just kept himself to himself and he was like, like dead quiet and he was quite posh mm -hmm. and like, uh, no, no one really, I, I wouldn't say no one liked, like 
just no one knew him. Do you know what I mean? Just kept himself to himself. Yeah. So he do this inspection, and like I, at the time, I was in charge as well. So I said, "Oh, you do the toilets because he's the quiet lad." So he does the toilets, mm-hmm. and the rest of us do the floor and that. So he does the toilet, and he melted a chocolate button onto the toilet seat. Yeah. So, you know, it looked like stuff was on the toilet seat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this sergeant sees it, and he's like, starts screaming. He's like, "What?" what is this who clean these toilets like and i was like oh my god so I, like pointed at the lad and he was like oh it was me so he goes over to him and the sergeant's like what what is that and he's he is effing and jeffing yeah he's like what is that and the posh lad scoop goes down scoops it up in his finger puts it in his mouth and he goes oh appears to be shit sir <laughs> and at, side, <laughs> at this point the whole dorm like breaks down we're all laughing and the sergeant looks around and it's like a it's like a red rag to a bull he goes purple in the face and he just he gets dead close to this kid's face and he's (laughs) just he like screams he goes run and the, the lad literally belts out the front door and we seen him doing laps around the camp yeah you know, like, with the uh, sergeant chasing him <laughs> oh my I god thought, i had to i had to tell people yeah it's one yeah, of yeah. like one of those moments in my life that will stand out till i die mm. uh, that that lad went down as a legend yeah from that point onwards he never cleaned the toilets again <laughs> i can imagine that <laughs> honestly it was incredible what i had to yeah, ask about that situation things. is you know you know this mm-hmm. the guy were you scared of him sergeant yeah terrified yeah the, is he a scary the, bloke as yeah well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about the Marines, they are scary. So mm-hmm. the people that have to scare the Marines are terrifying, yeah. terrifying people. Yeah. He was like, he was about six foot four and he was just built like a house. Right. Okay. Like they get fed five or six times a day and they get made to train for about an hour a day. Yeah. And what they were doing at the time, they were like putting all their kit on their backs and they were walking for about three days at a time and then yeah. they'd come back and have showers and that. So... Yeah, the, the, they're made of different stuff. Like, I, I seen one, he was climbing on the back of a truck and his backpack was so heavy that he, when he, like, reached up to grab the top rail, he slipped and fell onto his back. And his sergeant, who was standing behind him, picked him up by his shoulders and threw him into the back of the truck oh and then God. climbed in after him. Wow. Yeah, that was, like, that was the... And he, he cracked onto the floor with, yeah. like, a... You could hear the breath come out of him mm-hmm. and we were all stood around looking at him and the sergeant refused to acknowledge weakness and he just picked him up. Yeah. Like, literally threw him into the back of this truck. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they made a different... But at the same time, there were the night... Like, the Marines were probably the nicest people I've ever met like yeah. I told you that shower story didn't I yeah about me coming out of the shower and them just I think being dead nice you even said that one on the podcast as well yeah yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. but like I've had other like the para regiment so the parachute regiment and the RAF are dead rude yeah like, I think it's how they're trained and they're instilled to be better than us mm. do you know what I mean yeah. like if you're an average person they are better than you so they just treat you like rubbish but the marines are the exact opposite they were right. dead lovely dead like nice you know because i find it strange because obviously you know you were mentioning before that you're a little bit of a a slightly naughty person when you're younger so you know with with, you see younger kids with attitude all the time and you know they talk about to teachers and stuff like that so i'm just i was just trying to think like surely the likes of yourself and kids must have been attitude to those types of guys and i wonder how they dealt with that you You weren't you just weren't attitude to them really yeah yeah it doesn't matter how you were or anything like that yeah, yeah. They, they they were like 
Yeah, the, if, the, the way they were as well, you just wouldn't be attitudey towards them. Right. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they were kind enough to not be unkind. Yeah. But still I be think, harsh. Do you know, do you know what I think one of the major issues is? I think it's the fact that people, mm. like teachers, for example, they treat you like you're a, you're a kid. <coughs> that they, whereas yeah. I, th- I can imagine that sergeants and stuff would yeah. teach you, treat you like an adult. Being yeah, this, they treat you like a person, you know like... Yeah. Uh, so they... as, as well, like teachers demand your respect without earning it. Yeah. These lads, they they earn your respect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether, you, whether. Yeah, I think you almost want to be was... like them, don't you? I guess. Yeah. Well, it, it, the, I don't know. Looking they they earn your respect by knowing that they've done what they had to do to get where they are. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And knowing that if you put me in their shoes, uh, do you know what I mean? I won't be able to do it. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, I suppose that's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> well, no, I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They were just normal lads. Yeah. Most of them, it was just a job for them. At the end of the day, they went home to the family and that. So. Yeah. They yeah. just treated you like an adult. Yeah. Bit of respect. Damn. Right. It's a good story. Yeah, that was that was me. St- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one of the funniest moments of my entire life. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but cadets. Join cadets. Again. Join cadets like again. Them. Uh, yeah, there's loads. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Wow. Right, guys, I do Should hope you enjoyed day? listening to this, uh, this episode of the podcast. I keep on, um, you know, beginning or starting the podcast by thinking, I don't really have much to talk about today, and then ended up on one hour and 25 minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds and thinking, wow, how the hell do we do that again? But yeah, I do hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the podcast. If you did enjoy, make sure you come over and follow us over on our Instagram and Twitter pages. We would love to see your faces down there. Also, of course, if you do want to check out any other episodes of the podcast, hit us up with a follow on Spotify, uh, on SoundCloud, and of course, iTunes if you were. Uh, viewers down there but yeah thank you very much for listening cheers john for joining us today perfect yeah we'll speak to you all next week farewell Bye. bye